the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, while they were sleeping today in uh, Northern California, a 6.2 magnitude earthquake, excuse me, 6.4 magnitude earthquake, uh, hit about uh, 200 miles north of San Francisco, seven and a half miles southwest of Ferndale. I've never heard of Ferndale. Apparently, it's the biggest town up in that area. 72,000 people lost power due to the quake, which shook the earth for 15 to 20 seconds. And they have, uh, I have not seen any images from this. Uh, it must not be that big of a deal. The news channels in the morning are not going to Northern California. Does, do you remember the earthquake during, was it the, what, what World Series was that? The Bay Bridge World Series, the uh, Oakland A's, San Francisco Giants. The earthquake happened like on live television, like right during the pregame show. And Al Michaels was doing the play-by-play of the broadcast. And as a good fortune would have it, Al Michaels was uh, a Northern California resident. And he was able to say, oh, look at the fo- footage from blimps and airplanes and say, that's this and this and this. If you live through that, you won't forget. Freeways collapsed on top of each other and uh, fires everywhere. I guess. I don't know what magnitude that earthquake was. This one was 6.4. Now, the uh, experts are saying there is a 14% chance. They had two other aftershocks in the morning. There's a 14% chance one or more damaging aftershocks larger than a magnitude 5 could happen within the next week. There is a 99% chance of a magnitude 3 aftershock within the next week. And it is most likely that 6 to 27 of these will occur. Uh, Experts out there say this is uh, to be expected. And that uh, the earthquake was felt in San Francisco, 200 miles away. And that if you live in this area, you should live as if every day the big one could be around the corner. Now, what do they mean, the big one? They mean the big one that will break California off the western United States? And uh, would it float out into the ocean? Or would it sink in the ocean? It was 1989. 1989. The one we all watched okay. on TV because of the baseball game. Yeah. I had 1980 on my mind because that I was the series the Reds were in. 80s in my head, but I didn't know yeah. for sure. Yeah. And I have I have Tom Browning in my mind today because uh, Tom Browning died suddenly uh, yesterday. His home in Kentucky, the former Red, who was the only Red to ever pitch a perfect game. So uh, when I was covering the Reds, uh, Tom Browning was a young pitcher. So that one uh, made an impression on me. Now... That was 6.9, it says 6.9, this one was 6.4. Wow. Well, we've gotten better with our earthquake construction, apparently, because Mm -hmm. it doesn't seem like there's much damage out there at all. Now, there was another earthquake yesterday, but it was not in Northern California. Well, I guess maybe it was, kind of. I mean, it's Twitter-related, okay? The seventh release of the Twitter files. And had you told me when I... Obtained my journalism degree from the Ohio State University, although I'm so old that I obtained it when it was just Ohio State University.
university before they became arrogant enough to make a big deal out of thee. If you had told me then, when I got my journalism degree, that a federal government agency, a law enforcement federal government agency, the FBI, would have been so immersed in a news distribution platform and would have paid that news distribution platform more than $3 million of taxpayer money for following the orders of the law enforcement agency when it came to censoring information that had, I think, a dramatic impact, or at least the potential for dramatic impact, on an American presidential election. If you would have told me that the major journalism players in this country, the major networks, the Washington Post, the New York Times, Time Magazine, Newsweek, would totally ignore that story, A, I would not have believed you. And if you had said, no, 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 that's really going to happen, Bruce, the FBI is going to pay a major organization engaged in information gathering and distribution, Twitter, they're going to pay them three-point-something million dollars for acting on the FBI's orders to silence certain people, censor certain people, keep certain information out of the news. If you had said, no, I'm not kidding, that'll really happen, I would have said, well, then we're living in a dictatorship. Because those kinds of things, when I got my journalism degree, only happened in the Soviet Union. Those kinds of things only happened in places where Idi Amin ruled or the Shah of Iran ruled. Or we certainly didn't have that happening in a place where we had a representative democratic republic where we had freely elected officials. And the press's job was to monitor the effects and activities of government in case it overstepped this little thing we have called the Constitution and freedom of the press and equal treatment under the law. I became a reporter with an eye toward the same kind of follow the facts wherever they lead mindset that allowed the New York Times in my childhood to break the Pentagon Papers case or Daniel Ellsworth released classified information to New York Times reporters about government activities that were related to the Vietnam War. And I grew up in an era where the Washington Post brought down a sitting U.S. president who had been elected in a landslide to a second term because he had plotted with co-conspirators to infiltrate Democratic National Committee headquarters at the Watergate Hotel. That was how journalism functioned when I went to school. And that is how journalism is ideally supposed to still function. But it is not functioning that way. Because what I told you a couple weeks ago when the first Twitter files was released, that the FBI had the Hunter Biden laptop a year before the laptop shop owner wondered why they weren't doing anything with it and gave a copy of the hard drive to Rudy Giuliani and the New York Post. I said at the time, it looks like the FBI had the laptop, looked at the laptop, determined what was on the laptop, exposing business dealings that Hunter Biden engaged in, either 
to the benefit of or at the direction of his father, currently the president of the United States, with our enemies, Ukraine and China. And the FBI knew all that, and so they concocted a prequel. You know what a prequel is, right? If you watch Yellowstone, there's like prequels everywhere. There's 1923, there's 1880-something. The prequel is, let's come up with a story to explain the story that people are watching. And the FBI didn't want people to be watching the Hunter Biden laptop story when it came out in case it did. So they concocted a prequel, which was to go to Twitter and Facebook, the outlets through which most people get their news now by people they choose to follow on Twitter, other reporters, news organizations, whatever, or they get their Facebook news feed. The FBI is like, we got a problem here. The stuff on this laptop's really bad. We've got to come up with a story that effectively paints whatever information might come out in the future as propaganda from a foreign enemy. So that when the information comes out, We'll be able to keep people from believing it. I don't think even the FBI's fondest dreams had them thinking they could totally silence the story from getting out. I think they just wanted to disparage it in case it got out. But in that year's time, a funny thing happened at Twitter. So many former FBI guys went to work at Twitter that they created their own internal communication. That was disclosed yesterday in the Twitter file. And they also developed their own communication channel where people at the FBI could communicate directly with former FBI agents at Twitter to say, you know, um, now that we have inroads to Twitter and we can disparage this Hunter Biden laptop story, there's a tweet over here I don't like. Could you get rid of that? And there's a tweet from this guy and this person and that reporter and even parody accounts that nobody was following. See, the FBI, they were very vigilant about the content of Twitter. They're not too savvy on what's real and what's phony. Except they feared what was real, and so they painted it as phony. And nobody's writing about it, which proves journalism is dead. I can't even stress how amazing it is in a depressing, soul-crushing way that the FBI has been intimately involved campaigning for the election of Democratic presidential candidates, both with Hillary Clinton in 2016 and with Joe Biden in 2020. Joe Biden, I say this all the time, what Democrats accuse the other side of doing, they're doing. Democrats were quick to say Donald Trump is an illegitimate president. Joe Biden is an absolutely illegitimate president. He would not have been elected if the Hunter Biden story had been out and about and reported in the mainstream media the way it should have been reported in the mainstream media. His margin of victory hinged on 40,000 votes in three states. It is idiotic to think that that small percentage of voters would not have been swayed to either not vote for Joe Biden, not vote for anybody, or vote for Donald Trump if Joe Biden's dirty business dealings through his son Hunter with the Ukraine and the Chinese energy company had been known prior to the election. So Elon Musk is the reason why we know all this through the release of Twitter inside information. Michael Schellenberger is the latest to disclose some of this information. And the information in the Twitter files has not been reported except one aspect, one aspect of 
the Twitter files has been reported, and that was the Donald Trump reaction to what was disclosed. Remember, the mainstream media went nuts over Trump's reaction to it. And then the other tangential aspect that the mainstream media has gotten into reporting is that Elon Musk suspended our journalist from Twitter. Did they care when the Babylon Bee got suspended? Did they care when Kaylee McEnany got suspended? Did they care when the New York Post got suspended? No, they cheered. They roared. They thought it was awesome. And the FBI was directing all that. The FBI. They're not catching bad guys. They're not stopping drugs at the border. They're worried about tweets. Michael Schellenberger tweets an hour ago, the mainstream media's blackout of the Twitter piles is appalling, but word is getting out anyway. A new Harvard-Harris poll finds that 76% of voters think former FBI official James Baker acted out of politics in censoring the Hunter Biden laptop story while at Twitter. Yeah, James Baker is one. By the way, how is Christopher Wray still running the FBI? Uh, The FBI, uh, which can't figure out from a very limited number of suspects, Supreme Court clerks and others who have access to Supreme Court opinions before they are issued. That FBI can't figure out who the leaker is on the overturn of Roe versus Wade. But they got time to put all sorts of internal communiques together with Twitter and pay Twitter and pay Twitter, I said. Three plus million dollars of yours and my money. 3.4 million for Twitter's, quote, legal process response. In other words, the FBI's calling Twitter, telling them what to censor, and the FBI's like, hey, here's three and a half million dollars because we realize that you have to spend part of your workday doing our bidding. So we're going to pay you for your time. How crooked can this possibly get? And yet, You won't see it on CNN. You won't see it on any of the major networks. You won't see it in the New York Times or the Washington Post. Uh, Here is Senator John Cornyn, who, along with Chuck Grassley, another Republican senator, has been digging into the Hunter Biden thing, running uphill while being blocked by Democrats. Here's John Cornyn refreshing all of our minds on exactly what the FBI's real job is. This is not the role of the uh, of the intelligence community, including the FBI. The FBI is supposed to be looking for foreign adversaries trying to influence our elections or cause disinformation or collect espionage in the United States. That's their appropriate role. But this ongoing relationship with social media companies attempting to censor some information and allow others to go through, uh, it does indicate a bias. And it's, uh, it's wrong. It's not a role they should play, and it's undermining confidence in the legitimate role of the FBI. Indeed. This same topic came up for conversation yesterday at the White House during the reader-in-chief, Karine Jean-Pierre, press conference. Here's the reporter's question. Here's Jean-Pierre's answer. And then here's Brett Baer on special report, throwing it to Trey Gowdy, one of my favorite former congressmen and a former prosecutor, for his reaction about the FBI's role in censoring information that would have impacted the 2020 presidential election. Does it bother the president 
and those at the White House that a government agency like the FBI was involved in suppressing a legitimate news story? Again, I'm, I'm just going to refer you to the FBI. I'm not going to comment from here about that. So basically didn't get much. Uh, Twitter files number seven, Michael Schellenberger uh, is uh, responding to this, this tweet uh, that from these documents. As of 2020, there were so many former FBI employees, uh, bureau alumni, working at Twitter that they had created their own private Slack channel and a crib sheet to onboard new FBI arrivals. Uh, Trey. It is not unusual for law enforcement to stay in contact with utility companies or messaging apps, uh, uh, Google, uh, to investigate a crime. Uh, my question is, what crime were they investigating other than protecting their own image or getting involved in politics? I wish the FBI would stay out of politics. I wish they would. If I can't get that, I'll just settle for them not being wrong every single time they do get involved. Now, that would be nice. That would be wonderful if they weren't wrong every single time they got involved. And it more and more and more and more is looking like every single thing that Democrats labeled a conspiracy theory turns out to be, pick your page number, from their political playbook. I mean, it really does. And what do you do? What do you do? Well, you don't get discouraged and you don't back out and you don't say the system is rigged and we can't win because then you won't win. You have to not let it keep you from standing up for truth, saying true things, because as I've said many times before, if their labeling, if their demonization of you silences you, then they win. That's their hoped for result. So they're going to keep parroting their lies And you just have to stand strong in the face of it. Here's one of the biggest lies they tell. Corinne Jean-Pierre, of course, gets the honor of reading it because she doesn't have an original thought in her head. Uh, We've been very clear from the beginning that what we saw on January 6th was the worst attack on our democracy since the Civil War. And uh, the president has been very clear. Our democracy continues and remains under threat. Our democracy continues and remains under threat. Well, yes, it does from the FBI and from Joe Biden and from the Democratic Party. They tell the truth about what's going on. They just don't own who's doing it. And it's always hard for me to know, do they really believe their lies or are they just such unrepentant serial people in terms of their duplicity and their partisanship that they cannot see the complete and utter absence of truth in anything that they say. It's a mystery, uh, but it's not good no matter what the answer is. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.